1: a full way episode if you please and well in time-honored fashion with our three guests uh ladies first ladies first there's a statement so and in alphabetical order so first of all we've got natalia blagova and we've also got noah hefney and last but certainly not least kishav gupta and what we're going to be talking about today listeners We're going to be dancing around the subject of purposeful values, contributing to a better world. So, ladies and gentlemen, a very, very warm welcome to this uh, this special podcast episode. And uh, I just want to invite you in, if I may, starting with you, Natalia, on that, you know, ladies' first statement. Is that an old-fashioned value? How does that land in modern-day society? Is that patronizing?
0: Just a thought. <laughs> Great start. Definitely. How uh, should I say? Not an easy question. For me, it's not patronizing. I, I, in general, feel people should be authentic and should follow their heart and how they feel. And I think all always um, uh, too big of a sensitivity towards things uh, is actually counterproductive. Uh, I, I feel... We've gone too far sometimes on these things.
1: Hmm. Okay. Noha, any thoughts around that uh, challenging intro? Maybe it wasn't challenging. It just brings in this whole difference, listeners, doesn't it, of how we look at the world? Any thoughts, Noha?
2: For me, it's uh, similar to Natalia. It really depends on the context or the culture that you come from. Uh, I think it's actually very respectful to, to women to say ladies first. I don't see it as a, a demeaning, uh, practice or any of that or old fashioned. And actually I love bringing back the values of the past and the traditions to our modern day. It's very much needed.
1: Mm, okay. Keisha, have you got any thoughts on that?
3: Uh, Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that it for me it operates at two levels. I am very happy to have two speakers ahead of me. However, you identify the value, I'm happy with the outcome for myself and for the rest of the group. So, like that's one reason I'll be absolutely happy with listening to that. While, uh, but also I think, uh, but uh, let me also say that certain forums, certain places, in my experience, need affirmative action, just as. Referring to what Natalia and Oha have talked about context, but here in our discussion, I, I, I think we have transcended that identity part of it and, and we really mean it in love with each other. So, So <laughs> that value of love sort of overrides everything to me here between the four of us when I hear it. Absolutely. You know,
1: I've certainly had it said to me, and that's why I use that word patronizing, you know, um when, when the contact, you know, offering your seat to a lady, opening the door for a lady, and all that. Don't patronize me. That's been said to me quite a few times. It doesn't stop me opening doors and offering seats, but it's interesting how people value the world, isn't it? And, you know, that brings in a point, doesn't it, around. Are values really that important? You know, is it just something that would be nice to have? You know, is it a luxury for us in life to, to live by values? Because I'm not convinced that uh, just from my own point of view, even sounding slightly judgmental, that people understand the power of values. Any thoughts on that? Anyone at all?
0: From my perspective, we whether we think about it or not, we all have values that lead us. So not having values is also a value. In other words, uh, not wanting to talk about things or not wanting to consider this conversation important is a value again. So values value is something much deeper. It exists whether we talk about it or not in absolutely every human being. And it drives it's 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 the motivation between uh, behind our actions, and it's driven by our deepest needs at that point of life. Uh, that's yeah, that's my introduction into that question.
1: Okay, well we'll have a look uh, in a moment into you know the three respective organisations that uh, you represent and how values plays out in that. But before we dive down into that. Kishav, Noah, you know any thoughts around that question? You know, is values just something that would be nice to have, or is it critically important in our world, in our lives?
2: I'll go. Okay, so for me, it's uh, something that you don't compromise. For me, it it has helped me uh, make every single decision that I took in my life, very critical decisions, and. It is really, I mean, if you don't stand for your values and you don't stick to them, you know, and you look at them as a nice to have, it's very easy to be lost in this world, you know, and really, you know, living a life that is not yours, that is not reflecting your true persona and your true authentic self in this world. So values for me are the foundation of everything and uh, they are critically important. And they are the compass, you know, that guides us on our everyday life. And as Natalia said, they are the motivational force behind every action that we take. So it's very important, um, I would say. Mm. Keisha,
1: have anything to add to that? Any thoughts, you know, nice to have or critically important?
3: Yes. Um, uh, I mean, we all operate on values. Uh, value is just a measure. Now, uh, what value it is. How we define that value is just who our our manifestation of our internal everything we feel is is how I value my time, how I value a value, what I consider a, as a value to be followed. So I feel that uh, values are like are the are are our external manifestations in that sense. Uh, I think it's uh, Paul. You used a very important word, powerful. I, I find power a very, sometimes very dangerous double-edged sword. So anything that's powerful, I find the natural problems of that, that if somebody's value doesn't align with me um, uh, and we see radicalization happening around the world, people doing all of these and they, they claim to the same values in the same sincerity as I would of the same goodness. So to me, then sometimes the question comes like, is my value better value over somebody else's value? or is my value my own value and and, you know, all that. But I think uh, just the last part of it is internally, if my underlying value is a humanity based human value. So maybe I'm not even communicating to somebody else, but two people, random people see the same person drowning. They will both go without talking to save that person. So values are really deeply manifesting inside of us as outside. But it's a double-edged sword, a very complex sort of a phenomenon in its uh, in in our history, let's say, of of our of our world as as people. So I'll stop there, Paul.
1: Okay. Um, so I want to stay with you, if I can, Keith and Kind of invite you in to tell us a little bit about your organisation, you know, what you're involved with, and how critical values are, you know, in that particular context. And you know, indeed, in your in your own personal world, you know, is there a difference between the two? Do our values in our I'm going to use the term private lives, you know, are they different from how we are in our professional lives or not?
3: A very very important question, I think, Paul. Uh, if you don't know the values that are important to you, how will you do business with anyone? Your product is the value for to begin with uh, that the consumer has to see. You have to see. So the diyers in itself as an organization has a set of values that we uh, aspire for we work in the education and sustainable development goal space around the world so um, that involves uh, several communities if we don't understand their values learn from them together then come to some common values that we can work with whether it's in work uh, like whether it's an ethical framework of values or it's a financial sense of values or if it's anything of values then that is the common way bridge I see between how we connect with anyone so 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 for us uh, now coming to just very quickly what values are important to us so I think as I said earlier being a, a fundamentally good human being who, who cares for everyone else sees the interconnections of the world So, so for us, how it operates in the real world is we see interconnection of problems. We don't like silos, whether it's between stakeholders or between sectors who are operating with each other. We believe that we as one people can solve uh, or find some solutions together, whether it's climate or gender or, or all of these, but, but really it is about to identify what is the common value and then. How do we see it in different languages, forms, shapes, and so on? So absolutely. In, in my personal values, if it, they are not the same, then I will always have a conflict of identity for myself and the organization. So it is 100% as, a, as an organization with a founder. I think it is a very respo- important responsibility to know your own values first, be true to them, and then have the, everything true to that. Uh, whether it's the organization relationships in personal professional space, so I'll stop there, Paul. That's my two cents.
1: Okay, thank you. Noha, any thoughts around that? You know, is it personal? Is it professional? Are they aligned? Are they both? Are they integrated? How does it land for you? Tell us about your organization, please.
2: So for me, I think they're definitely aligned, and it's very difficult uh, to say that they wouldn't be aligned for any SME. So you know, or startup, uh, because you know we all sort of start projects out of passion, out of our values, what we stand for, and usually wanting to tackle a problem that is really bothering us. So definitely, it will always there will always be an alignment. I think there if we're talking startups. So. For me, my organization like Keshav works on advancing uh, the sustainable development goals through collaboration on online membership community, through engaging youth in social innovation to address different uh, societal challenges and SDG challenges, and also by consulting on gender equality and some uh, social dimensions of the SDGs or social impact so on that note you know my personal values have to do with impact you can see it very clearly defined in that business uh it's all about impact um and on a personal level the impact extends beyond society obviously it's about adding value it's about delivering the impact that i came to to deliver in this world um one of my values is about freedom and another is about justice or fairness so again uh wanting to work on um addressing inequalities, addressing the SDGs, that has a lot to do with freedom and fairness. And lastly, my other values are around innovation, authenticity, and excellence. So the excellence will demonstrate in the way that, you know, we deliver our work. And we didn't choose perfection because, again, uh, you know, perfection can really burn you out. But excellence is always a way to do things well, but not to try and make everything perfect, which is... You know again something that i stand for in my life but also in my in my business and lastly you know uh, as i said innovation uh, is reflected in the uh, innovation challenges in trying to also create new ideas as an entrepreneur and people of impact i believe is one and lastly the authenticity being genuine in everything that we deliver we do and on a personal level as a founder speaking my truth as much as i can and always trying to show up in the world in uh, an authentic um in an authentic way so this is how i see them integrating in in our case in people of impact
1: mm. Before we go on to Natalia, listeners, it just shows, doesn't it, how what some might class as a a seemingly, I don't know, it's a bit like the word quality. People throw words around, you know, it's values, it's quality, it's this. But just on this thread of conversation so far, 20 minutes or whatever it's been, just shows you how deep and how impactful and how meaningful values really are once you start to have a look at it rather than... You know, well, it's a word that I'm aware of, but what does it really mean in my life? Natalia, any thoughts on what Keshav and Noah has said? And, you know, yet again, tell us about your organization, please.
0: Yes, I was listening very carefully, especially uh, on the previous question. uh, Keshav started talking about uh, how different people use the same words, and it's getting difficult sometimes to to orient ourselves. for me, this is a big, big issue in today's world uh, because we, both on organizational and personal level, we use words very easily. Uh, and also we use them for marketing purposes. We use them to build our personal brand. We use them to build our organizational brands. And it has actually, we've reached a point where words have very little meaning somehow so so it's almost like we're trying to invent new words so that we stand out from the crowd Uh, sometimes uh, when i say the crowd sometimes we see people that really share our values and i mean deep deeply shareable but we also see this kind of hypocrisy of we speak of the same things but we mean completely different things and this is one of the problem of big organizations here. I agree with Noha that uh small organizations in general, uh like not small but startups, uh in general are much more connected to their values and with the deeper purpose. Uh because the bigger the organization, the more we see this phenomena of putting values for window dressing and not understanding actually the big discrepancy between the the values on the website and the values that people are living every day so usually this is one of the when these values correspond uh, we see healthy organizations and we see healthy human beings uh, but very often they don't correspond and it's not necessarily that we are people are doing it on purpose uh, it's not like they are lying but there's a kind of a deeper process that is not happening. It has to do with kind of, it's a little bit about soul searching and about radical honesty. It's like really looking like, what are you really believing in? What, are, what is really touching your heart? Not talking about, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a little tired of all this, even gender equality and, uh, uh, what are the other words? Inclusivity and all this. Everybody's talking about them. And at the same time, we still have so many problems. Uh, going back to 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 my organization women heart to heart is a global community of uh, change makers and co-creators and what's interesting is we have very different people in the community so it's not like this so, so for example with for example Noha's startup I mean she's choosing the people she's working with very carefully and they they deeply share the values with a bigger community i think we we have all kinds of different values coming through my purpose with this community and and what i'm trying to do uh, with uh, all our uh, with everybody else and uh, my partners there is go deeper go uh, the community is called, uh, called women heart to heart and we're really trying to have very authentic authentic deep I call it speaking truth to bullshit types of conversations. And the beauty of that is once we connect on a very deep level, we share the same uh, values. So there is a shared humanity that we've experienced. And it doesn't matter how wealthy you are, where you're coming from, what your background is. We've been on meetings where women meet completely from different backgrounds but once they tap into this um kind of sense of oneness there is there are these common values that are just the values of being a human being and i think that's the most beautiful experience ever uh, and and this is what um, for me this is the way to create a b- better world is first tap into these deeper sources of purpose and beauty and values and humanity in general. And from that point on, magic happens.
1: Love that phrase, magic happens. Two words, listeners, magic happens, and how that conjures up, I don't know, such positive warmth. It does in me anyway. Um, Noah, I want to go back to something you said at the top of this uh, well, I think listeners is turning out to be a fascinating conversation, a fascinating dance. But you kind of alluded to something. I want to go back to the mid 80s. Uh, our younger listeners might say, Well, when was the mid 80s? I wasn't even born then." But there was a certain <laughs> British Prime Minister called John Major. He, he, uh, he took over from Margaret Thatcher. And John Major coined a phrase, Back to Basics. And I just wonder, Nohar, on something that you said at the top of this, fascinating uh, dialogue around is in terms of values, is it time for us to go back to basics from a humanity perspective?
2: I think yes. Um, I mean, for me, the biggest reflection of that was during the pandemic when we started seeing an improvement in the environment and, you know, reduction of emissions and the plants breathing again and people de-stressing despite, you know, it being a very tough you know situation for everyone you know it's almost like people realize that you know they need to stand up for what matters most they need to reconnect with the values that they stand for the most they need to to care you know like like reconnect with being there for their their children their 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 partners uh their communities a lot more and that these are the things that truly matter and so i think the whole world is going through a transformation where we're discovering that the basics and the real core um values of humanity like natalia was talking the very basic ones are the ones that truly matter like kindness compassion empathy love you know people are needing this more than ever and needing to reconnect with these values more than ever and if you think about it every faith every religion every culture embodies these values it's universal it's something that nobody can dispute you know it's it's different than saying innovation for example like i was mentioning in my business you know maybe some people are pro innovation others are not but the basic human values of love kindness honesty or integrity you know all of these are things that are universal they are the basics and we need to reconnect to them and i think nothing yani yeah, more powerful than the pandemic has showed us the importance of that when we were stripped off of I would say, every freedom of movement, every, you know, like just sitting in our homes and really being forced to reflect, to transform, we realize that. and So I totally agree that we need to go back to basics.
3: Mm.
1: Kishav, any thoughts on that? Is it a time for us to go back to basics?
3: I don't know where to go to from here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Very daunting, very daunting question. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to just try to reflect on on what, uh, as I say, my soul sister Noha has said um, around it. Um, So, so I feel that uh, innovation, for instance, I mean, fire was the biggest innovation. Wheel was the biggest innovation, fundamentally speaking, you know, zero was the biggest innovation. And we have built on a series of innovations from 1000s of years as humanity which enables us to do this Zoom call together. So <laughs> so I think I agree with Noha completely that there are some, and, and Natalia as well, that there are these universal values that we all feel. And, and I was talking to somebody like once, and we were discussing how everyone can love somebody, right? Everyone has somebody they love, so they experience love. Everybody can appreciate a flower. It's not something unique. I'm the messiah here. Um, I mean everyone has that but I think where this connects socially with each other cohesively when we start seeing slowly the interconnectedness of all of it together as humanity uh, that my experience of life is incomplete without Natalia and Noha and if Noha is sad then then seeing her I will definitely be sad like there can't be an order in my life until Natalia's and Noha's lives are in order so So values, I felt, are very good starting points, uh, very good bridges for to get people together. But beyond a point, once you are done with that, A, you can't keep reassessing all of it, truth, love, all of it all over again. You know that these are there. So it's just more action for me once the value has been identified, integrated deeply. But also the second is the exact time and place where that value needs to be applied to. Because as, as our organization like Natalia's, I work in Brazil as well as in Afghanistan and in Bhutan and in India and different Nepal and I've worked in disaster places where no values other than survival is important. So we have to literally just run and run and run when, and I know Noha also has seen those situations, Natalia probably as well. So so, So there are some times where that survival is the only value, extreme hunger, poverty, so I, I I stopped judging, honestly, on, on certain of these cases until I understand a complete picture on what underlying value is the most important there. So that's why I said where to go back to basics ahead, stay at the same, re-look at everything. Uh, it's a daunting question very uh, to me um, in a very humble way. So uh, yeah, thank you, Paul. And Natalia or Noha, yes, over to you.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a daunting question. I value that feedback, Keisha. I value that feedback. Thank you. Natalia, back to basics.
0: <laughs> it, it really, I don't know what the original meaning of that uh, uh, sentence was uh, when it was used, but uh, I'm saying yes, back to basics. If basics means back to the basic of what it means to be human. Because um, We've spent too long time treating, treating each other as if we're machine. I'm talking in organizations as if we're machines, as if we're resources, capital. I mean, all these kinds of words. And they're not just words. There's a whole history behind these words, why they were used. Uh, and we ended up in a place. My favorite cliches related to that is, uh, it's not personal, it's business uh as if we we have to go to work, uh, I don't know, what does it mean it's not personal? We go as <laughs> machines with our brains and bodies, but we leave our souls and emotions out? I mean, that's how I interpret it. And I'm saying, no, <laughs> I'm saying, no, let's go to work with our souls and our emotions. And And I feel if we go to work whole, whatever that work is, life starts looking different and we are not able to do all the wrongdoings which we do as organizations as i mean there's so much wrongdoing from amazingly good people and good organizations And, and they're contributing every day to illnesses to economic problems so how is that possible and for me that's possible because we've we're going to work as if this is something Separate. So, so that's my career and here's my wife. It doesn't work like that. It's all us. So to me, it's back to the basics of this inner truth, inner right. like, Like every human being has this inside them. If they look hard enough or I would say if they slow down enough, actually, not, not, not hard enough, but just slow down, uh, there's this inner truth that exists and all we need to do is connect to it. And I mean, it sounds, it's actually very easy, but at the same time, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen still. Um, I'm personally hopeful that um, we're living in times of transformation, that we're living in times that are bringing this out in people. And... Uh, the, the challenges we're experiencing are actually the catalyst to a better tomorrow. I'm, I'm really hopeful.
1: Mm-hmm. Fascinating. And what's also fascinating, listeners, is it not you know, with these four people on this uh, podcast, obviously, and we've all got different life experiences, you know, geographically we live in different parts of the world. You know, there's that, you know, to, to use a uh, a well-known label again, real diversity here real diversity but there's a glue that brings us together and that glue is called values and i'm just wondering here perhaps there's a vital lesson listeners to share that you know when people come together from on the surface of it very different angles countries you know labels call it what you will how do they then combine what's the glue that brings them together to create, to co-create something that's even more powerful than what those individuals may be creating on their own. For me, that's grounded in several things. I think the big one, the big one, is love. That has, that's just my story. You know, Alan obviously in a moment, uh, Keisha, and Natalia know how we'll have the, you know, the sort of slant on what this is or what this isn't. But also, I think it's fair to say that values values is a very strong glue that will bring and is bringing us four people together you know there's four people here listeners talking about values that's not coincidental that's you know we don't know what we're going to say in the moment but we did know we'd be talking about values and the importance so i suppose my question uh keisha natalia noah is this so here we are the four of us we've landed together We've had private conversations. We've done podcasts, etc., etc., etc. What what is it? How do we then come together? You know, what's that saying? The the sum of the individual parts is greater than the whole. So together we are stronger. What kind of values then will unite us to serve on a far more powerful collective way? Any thoughts around that at all? Now, Arthur, can start with you on that one.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you actually mentioned love and I think love beyond, you know, uh, partners or family, you know, it's love for humanity, love for the planet, love for the people, you know, connecting with others like, like, you know, Keshav was saying, I'm his soul sister. It's very true. And I think I'm the soul sister of many people around the globe, you know, that we connect on a, on a soul level, on a spiritual level. And this is, one of the glues the love that that we share for humanity and for the good not just of ourselves but of others of communities of we want to give back you know this is one aspect but the other thing is like you said also values you know there is you know in order to feel so connected to certain people you know you need to have shared values you need to to share, you know, your approach to, to to different actions that you take or your passion for different things. The motivators need to be aligned. And so I think values, and no matter what they are, it's just finding those common synergies and common values between us. And in this group, I mean, you know, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely related to wanting to deliver value or impact in one way or the other, to serve, to help people. You know, uh, there is a common purpose amongst our organizations and love is very big and empathy. Um, and I think there are so many others, but I'll just uh, leave it at that for now. But uh, these are the glues that bring us together, a shared humanity and a shared passion to make a difference. Thank you. Natalia, any thoughts around any of that?
0: Yes, I absolutely agree with uh, Noha 100% on what she's saying. And what I want to add in addition to that is, uh, first of all, I'm tired of seeing amazing people uh, burning their wings uh, and uh, getting disheartened because they're not able to achieve on their own what the heart is really, uh, kind of what they're passionate about. So, So I'm really... Uh, open, first of all, on behalf of my organization on, uh, towards collaborations, but I'm also asking people to just keep meeting and uh, partnering, collaborating with people that share their dreams because that makes us stronger. Uh, we cannot do this on our own. So, so this is on one side. We need, we need more wider partnerships. We need to support each other, help help each other scale our impact. On the other side, uh, I'm fascinated with the whole aspect of bringing people together who have, who believe in different things, in opposite things. And there's a lot of warning there because we cannot just, we need the people who share our values to support us, to give us strength. But there are also limiting beliefs that, um, uh, blind spots also <laughs> when we're just talking to such people. So, so for me, we need to also, um, be able to talk with people with completely controversial opinion to us and somehow move beyond the polarization of Usually the question is this or that? Is it the blue team or the red team? Is it uh, pro-vaccination or against vaccination? Mm-hmm. It's such, These are such complex themes. Um, but it's not a question of either or. So if we spend more time on the instead of, trying to be right, which is what we naturally do. We want to be with the good, right? We're the good ones. So we, we want to be on the side of the rightness. Instead of that, move beyond that and say, okay, so so you see all these people, they have opposite opinion to me. So, so why is that? What have, what is happening with them? What have they, what do they know that I don't know? So for me, that conversation is very interesting. Um, and the other thing which I wanted to bring though, well, in order for all this to happen, there is a process of awakening so so I totally agree with both of you that love is the ultimate common value between us and it's it's the ultimate experience that we share and it's absolutely uh, the same around the world uh, But if we are not, I call it awake. If we're not, if we're, uh, I was even, I was using before the term sleepwalking. If we're sleepwalking through life, we can, we we don't connect with that. I don't know how to, uh, we're just following other things. We're like robots basically going through life, doing things. Uh, we experience love, but we experience love and it's more, how should I say more? limited version kind of more into sim, kind of the relationships day to day but with deep love for another human being which is like beyond beyond relationships towards uh like this deep love we can experience also to somebody we have never met but we just connect deeply you cannot experience in that sleepwalking you need to be awake so, so for me also is the question, how do we awake people? Because once, once, uh, they, they have everything they need to live happier lives and for the planet to live better. Uh, but they need, we, we need to awake them. <laughs> and this sometimes happens on a personal level. Sometimes we're sleepwalking and then life brings us some big disease and then we wake up through through the process of trying to, to recover. So, so it's a little bit the same with the the world. Uh, we are going through diseases which are trying to wake us up. And if we don't wake up soon enough, the diseases are going to become bigger and bigger unless until we wake up. So uh, I'm hoping for that to happen faster.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Keisha, anything? Anything at all on that theme?
3: Yes, uh, I, I want to even keep values on the side very quickly, because I, I want to focus on this very beautiful word uh, that Natalia just mentioned, and it, it's something that I also wanted to talk about, which is awakened. Um, let's understand climate for a second. Who is polluting? Another human being, mm-hmm. and me, and I, I am polluting you are polluting we are polluting where is the us in them nowhere in, in that pollution it's just us versus the nature literally nowadays who is discriminating on gender i am my my male uh, wherever i see females discriminating in matriarchal system other females in the same patriarchal system as instruments I see some of these issues as all these issues in fact that we face except certain natural disasters like earthquakes and those things which are like we call act of God. Um, they're, all of these are man made issues. Uh, all of these are always defined in relationship to each other and in relationship to human beings. Where is the separation? is a very important question to identify in all of this. I mean, it's not about a positive value for me uh, at all, uh, because that positive value will cease to be positive at certain point in time, it will become sleepwalking, it will become institution, it will become orthodoxy, people will be killed in the name tomorrow, there will be crusades in the name of that between any communities. I, I am very, very... Righteousness is a very very complex again uh, a, a thing in itself, phenomenon in itself. So I, I try to not be there. I try to say pragmatic to see that I cannot exist or if for me to do successful climate action, it, either I can go on the street with a board or I can understand who the polluter so to say is and where is the solution. So there is a definite interconnection in the problem that we are creating together as human beings and in the solutions. I mean, I don't care about love, for instance, for now. Love is definitely the glue that has enabled me to see all of it, eventually, after awakened sense, sort of a thing. But I was with, uh, just last thing, I was with the just last thing, uh, I was with the, um, the translator for 20 years to His Holiness, Dalai Lama. And I asked him about... Uh, how are we interconnected? I don't understand this interconnection. And he said, Look, the road that you took literally to meet me has been paved by somebody some 20 years ago. And uh, that guy or woman is as responsible for the success today you are achieving and what you are learning. And all of it is built on top of each other. Like Rome wasn't built in a day, as they say, seven layers, seven cities. So." So, so in that sense, love is what enables, love is what binds, but I feel at a very fundamental human being level, at a social level, at any level, we need to realize that we are all in this together. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said that we may have come from different places, but now we are in the same boat. So, so to me, it's an existential issue. It's an issue of how I define my life existence. It is incomplete without NOHA as it is incomplete without somebody in Sudan or anywhere because all of us will perish in the same process all of us are born in the same process and all of us when climate change hits I've been in an earthquake zone does not differentiate Uh, Paul between borders between people between human beings and animals kills alike and that is the very nature of uh, nature and and Rumi has very succinctly put it and said, I will meet you at a place beyond good and bad. And for me, that is what Awakened sort of evokes when Natalia says it. And and then love, of course, having said that, all of it is very important. Yeah. Over to uh, all of you.
1: Mm, fascinating. Fascinating. As we start to come towards a close now, listeners, on this, uh, on this beautiful podcast episode, I want to, I'm going to break the uh a podcast host um i don't know rule now let's use the word rule um because apparently as podcast hosts we're supposed to make all episodes timeless so we don't mention dates and you don't mention things paul like on the 21st of december oh, sorry i have got the date wrong <laughs> on the 21st of october 2021 is world values day and that's the day that this podcast episode is live. But we're not supposed to mention that because the episode is supposed to be without date. It's supposed to be timeless <laughs> listeners. But who said we're not supposed to? Because as for on this conversation, we can dance around the title of purposeful values, contributing to a better world, the way we choose to dance. And that's exactly what we're doing. So on that basis, as we start to come towards a close, I just kind of want to invite you you three beautiful people and individually to say, let's all choose one value. Imagine we're on a, I don't know, a global stage because I'm sure I've got a little crystal ball that says in 2022, that just might be happening in London. Watch this space on that one, listeners. Watch this space. But that's another year down the line. Let's bring it back to the 21st of October, 2021. And imagine that four people, Noha, Natalia, Kishav, and myself, you know, we're on some stage somewhere and we're talking about, we're choosing one value each, our number one value to contribute, to co-create that will contribute to a better world. What would that be? I mean, we started Ladies First at the top. Kishav, if I can reverse that just to prove that we are... Um, this is a conversation of, dare I say, equality, Natalia. Hope I'm not in your bad books for that. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, Kishav, what would be your one big value?
3: In a, in a timeless sense, I would say truth will be one value for me. But uh, as you said, 2021 service is my value for the foreseeable future so serving the others serving is uh, even in co-creation being the server uh, is is what where I aspire to be and our organization aspires to be so for us service for humanity service in in furtherance of humanity and people and planet is where we where what we identify for our for ourselves mm-hmm. within that also for my role to be serving yeah that's it thank
0: you
1: Natalia? your one big value on that metaphoric stage on the 21st?
0: Uh, I would start with saying that for a very long time, my one big value was integrity. But today, my one big value is intuition. For me, it contains integrity. And the reason it's intuition is because I think intuition connects us to this bigger knowing, to this bigger rightness, bigger... Um. No. Yeah, I'm even losing my word. But so, so for me, when we're connected to our intuition, we're really being truthful to ourselves, and we're also being truthful to
2: the world. And uh, for me, it's intuition. Really?
1: thank you.
2: Noah mine you know has always been it will continue to be impact and uh, it's very aligned with keshavs and natalia because you know to deliver impact you need to serve you need to give and also you need to have high integrity so for me the next coming year is all about bringing you know translate words into action uh we are an early stage startup and it's now the time to really uh, deliver that impact that we've been envisioning and conceptualizing and building partnerships for. So that will be my word for 21-22. Thank you. Bringing that impact to life.
1: Thank you. And just to finish the quartet off there, listeners, uh, if I can be allowed to add my own in, um I have a value what I call my five L's and they run right it's a bit like a piece of rock. You cut me in half, you'd see the same thing written all the way through. Whether that's personal, professional, there is no there is no separation between the two. And I'm going to mention all five um, because the key one sits right in the middle of the five. So there's two to the left, which is life. Without life, there is nothing. And the second one is learning. So they kind of sit to the left. If you imagine a seesaw with a bit in the middle, the fulcrum that's love. For me, it's love. And then the two that sit to the right of that, the other side of the seesaw, if you will, is legacy, leaving the world a better place. And the final one, which is thing that's been touched upon, that uh, for me, I use the word loyalty, to thine own self be true. So I focus on that word love. And I just want to close now by um listeners, you've heard this so many times before. This is the elevator bit. We're in it we're in um and you know, we've done individual podcasts, um, Natalia, Keyshew, Noha, and so you know what I'm gonna say. So we're in, we've met in a hotel reception room and we've said pleasantries, hello and all that. and we get in this lift and we've got uh you know, we have a nice chat. We've got thirty seconds until that lift, that elevator gets to the next level floor in the hotel. And so You know, we have this chat and I'll say, you know, uh, Noha, Natalia, Akisha, I've been absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much. But by the time this this elevator gets to the next level in 30 seconds, just because I may never see you again. But just tell me this, if you will. And I want to take this away as part of my legacy. And it's this. So they say that we have a choice in life between love and fear. That seems very simple for me, but thinking about it, Keshav, Natalia, Noah, please tell me in 30 seconds, is the bit that sits in the middle of that seesaw between love and fear, is that a word called values or has that been too simple? Keshav, any thoughts on that before we get to the next level in the lift?
3: It can either be love or it can be fear. Everything is inside of it.
1: Sure. Short and simple, listeners. Short and simple. Natalia, any thoughts on that as we come to the next floor? Yes.
0: Yeah, so, so for me, uh, it's interesting you're asking this because when uh, the, the first time I realized that love and fear are opposites, it was when oh. I was uh, getting certified as a values consultant. <laughs> so it's interesting you're asking that question. But... Fears are connected to our values and limiting beliefs on lower levels of consciousness. And love are connected to high levels of consciousness. So there's nothing, um so values are in all of them, I agree with Keshev. What's important to in order to thrive in life is to recognize our fears and deal with the underlying needs that are there. Or whatever it is that happens in our life, sometimes it's in the life of of our predecessors it's important to deal with those fears because we cannot really experience that love we're talking about when we are stuck in the fear but what we need to realize is we all experience fears i mean there's no life without fear what we're talking here about is recognizing it understanding it making it a friend
2: (laughs) and uh, then we can really thrive in life
1: Thank
2: you. Noha? I think for me, there's only a a few words that come uh, to mind between love and fear. One is like self-awareness. And this is like building a little bit on what Natalia was just saying now. Awakening, which is something we were speaking about, you know, the more awakening we have, the more we'll be able to tilt towards the love, you know, and overcome the fears. But also by embracing the fears, you know, and being awakened enough to recognize the role they play. I mean, sometimes fear is a, you know, coping mechanism or you know, it comes to us to help us sometimes. It's not always a, you know, a negative thing. You know, this is what I wanted to say. So for me, it's the, the middle point is really about self awareness. It's really about awakening and it's really about balance, how to keep the balance, you know, not tilting too much this side or that side. And by doing that, we can, um, Tap into all of our inner resources and leverage these experience and learnings that you talked about, Paul. You know, for a balanced, a balanced life, or a happy life, I would say.
1: Mm. Food for thought, listeners. Food for thought. So, uh, I'm going to bring things to a close now by saying, you know that, um, as, and we started in time-honored fashion, um, Natalia, Noha. Keisha, immense gratitude to you all for, you know, for imparting your, your wisdom, your experiences, and being, you know, and and adding to this very, what I personally believe has been a very, very rich, value-driven conversation. So, immense gratitude to you, you all. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Paul. Thank you for hosting the conversation.
1: And all that remains now, listeners, is, and I'm going to yet again, um, and I'll get a little bit of a slap on the wrist for this, apparently. I'm going to yet again break the podcast host code of ethics by saying Thursday, the 21st of October. Maybe this is these four people's way of saying we honor that. We value World Values Day, and we've taken a little bit of time to share with you, listeners. Just one or two thoughts, and hopefully they land with you. Uh, Or not as the case may be. But all that remains now is to sign off the way that we always do by saying, remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?
0: Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?